Hello, welcome back to the Barefoot Books podcast. Shakespeare knew exactly what his audience liked. This week's story, which inspired his play, As You Like It, blends elements of classic tales such as Snow White and Robin Hood. After the story, go to barefootbooks.com to find the complete Shakespeare storybook collection. This is the story of Snowdrop, the source for As You Like It. In a time before yours or mine, there was a queen who had a daughter. She called her Snowdrop, for the girl was as beautiful as the flowers of spring. The queen cared for Snowdrop more than anything in the world. Because of this, she neglected her duties and lost the kingdom to a man who was both clever and wicked. He banished the queen and made himself king, but he kept Snowdrop as a slave to do all the work in the palace. This new king was hard and cruel. His only joy was his son, a merry lad named Will. The king wished to raise his boy to be just like him. But Will was not like his father and cared nothing about ruling the kingdom. So in spite of everything, Snowdrop and Will became the best of playmates and loved each other dearly. The people in the kingdom were not happy with their harsh new ruler. They looked at Snowdrop and saw her goodness. They talked of how sweet and fair she was. They said the former princess should one day be their ruler, not Will, and certainly not his wicked father. The king heard this and was furious. His hatred for Snowdrop grew until at last he couldn't bear the sight of her. In secret, the king ordered his most trusted servant to take Snowdrop to the forest and kill her. Snowdrop overheard this plan, but she wasn't frightened. That night, she packed a few things, kissed her playmate goodbye, and ran into the forest to seek her own way in life. She wandered around the forest until she was so tired and hungry she could go no further. It was then she stumbled upon a cave. Stepping inside, she found the cave was like the finest palace, full of sparkling treasure. This is some robber's den, Snowdrop cried. I've got to get out of here. Just as she was about to leave, she noticed a table in the middle of the cave, all laid out with the robber's supper. The table was piled high with good things, cakes, pastries, and all kinds of sweets. Snowdrop was so famished, she stopped to take a bite from each dish and a sip from each goblet. She made ready to leave at once again, but it was too late. Clump, clump came the sound of the robber's feet. They were returning for their supper. Quick as a flash, Snowdrop jumped into a cupboard and closed the door behind her. The three robbers, all brothers, saw at once someone had taken their food. Angrily, they looked for this thief who had dared rob them. Then the youngest discovered Snowdrop, shaking with fear in the cupboard. Brothers, I found the thief. Not a bad catch, too, he bragged. 
grind his bones, boil his blood, mash his flesh, ordered the older two robbers. But when they saw Snowdrop looking so sweet and gentle, they knew they couldn't harm her. Instead, they let her stay with them, promising to love and protect her as they would each other. This was how Snowdrop became one of the robbers. She dressed as a man and helped them in their work. They stole from the rich and used the money to help the weak and poor who suffered under the cruel king. One day Snowdrop met up with her old playmate, Will. It came about this way. Will was so lonely he wandered into the woods each day hoping to find Snowdrop. He even wrote poems in her honour and hung them on every tree for her to find them. By following these love letters, Snowdrop finally tracked down Will. Will didn't recognise her at first. When he did, he hugged her close and begged her to return with him to the palace. Snowdrop had to refuse. Please don't be sad, she said. We found each other again. And I'll see you every day, as long as you promise to stop writing those silly poems and hanging them on the trees. A robber can't have poetry written about her. Well promised. They met each day in a grove of apple trees and were wonderfully happy once again. The king noticed his son's changed mood. He saw how happy Well was whenever he returned from the forest and grew suspicious. So one day he followed his son to the apple grove, where he saw Well meeting Snowdrop. Seeing that the girl was still alive, his hatred grew stronger than ever, and he resolved to get rid of Snowdrop once and for all. Not long after that, the king disguised himself as a peddler woman. With a basket full of delights and dainties, he made his way into the forest until he came to the robber's cave. He knocked briskly upon the door of the cave, and Snowdrop answered. Good day, old woman, said Snowdrop. She did not recognize the king. Oh, good day to you, my darling, croaked the wicked king. Would you like to buy some trinkets from my basket? Now the basket was full of baubles and laces and ribbons that caught the eye. One necklace shone brighter than all the rest, and it so pleased Snowdrop that she bought it at once. The king offered to fasten it round the girl's neck, pulling the necklace so tight it strangled Snowdrop and she fell to the ground. The evil king ran off, leaving her to die. But Snowdrop's robber brothers returned to find her, and they loosened the necklace. They washed her hands and rubbed her face with vinegar and sugar water. Slowly the colour came back to her cheeks, and she opened her eyes. Never ever open that door when you're here alone, the robbers made her promise. Later, when the king followed well to the apple grove, he saw his trick had been of no use. But his wickedness was such he could not give up trying to destroy the girl. 
This time he made himself up as a flower seller, and with a basket of flowers went back to the cave in the woods. The king knocked and sweetly talked, but Snowdrop wouldn't let him in, nor would she come out. So he left a bunch of poisoned flowers at the door, saying they were a gift to show he meant no harm. When the robbers returned, Snowdrop fetched the flowers and threw them straight on the fire. A terrible stink of poisonous fumes arose with the smoke. Never again, Snowdrop vowed, do I speak to any old peddler women. I'm sure they've been sent by the king to destroy me. The second old peddler woman, the king, that is, soon learned that Snowdrop still lived. He knew Snowdrop and Will continued to meet and that they loved each other more than ever. So he filled a basket with magic poisoned apples in malignant pears. These he took to the grove where Will and Snowdrop met each day. He dropped the poisoned apples and pears all around that orchard. Then the king hid behind a tree to be sure his plan worked and so he could see that Snowdrop was destroyed. Soon Snowdrop came and waited for her friend. Seeing the apples lying on the ground, so pretty and red, she couldn't resist them. She picked up an apple, took one bite, and fell down dead. With vicious glee, the king returned to the palace. It was the robbers who found Snowdrop. They wept and cried, but this time they could not awaken her. So they fashioned a glass coffin for her to rest in. So beautiful was she, even in death, they could not bear to place her under the ground. Instead, they captured a wild horse and strapped the coffin to its back. They let the horse go to wander through the land, carrying Snowdrop in her glass coffin so that all could gaze upon her beauty. When Will came back to the apple grove, Snowdrop was not there. He waited, but she did not come. Again his heart was broken from loneliness. He wandered for many days looking for Snowdrop. Then at last he returned to the palace. Word soon spread about the mysterious horse that carried a beautiful maiden sleeping in a glass box. Many tried to catch a glimpse of this strange sight. Some feared it was a ghost. Others claimed it was fairy magic. But when the king heard the news, he only smiled, delighted that at last he had killed poor Snowdrop. Then one day, the wild horse wandered into the palace grounds. The guards and all the lords and ladies of the court stood back and gaped in amazement. They had heard of the strange vision of the sleeping maiden in the glass coffin on a wild horse, but they had not believed it. They were even more surprised when the king's son ran to the horse and grabbed hold of the coffin. Well had recognized his playmate. Weeping, he tried to loosen the coffin so as to take her from the horse and hold her in his arms. The king saw that his son still loved the girl. In a rage, he dashed out and pushed the coffin from Will's hands. 
the glass case shattered upon the ground, and as it fell, it so jolted Snowdrop that the piece of poisoned apple fell from her mouth. She awoke from death as though awakening from a long sleep. Snowdrop told the astonished courtiers all that had happened since she had left the palace. The robbers were sent for, and they declared that Snowdrop had spoken truly. Well ordered that the king be punished. The robbers placed magic shoes on the king's feet, and in these he danced and danced and could not stop dancing. He danced away, never to be seen again. Meanwhile, Snowdrop and Will were married. Together as queen and king, they ruled the land wisely and well. The banished queen returned to live with them in her old age, and the three robbers gave up their wild ways to live in the palace as Snowdrop's brothers, ready to offer help and advice whenever she needed it. As the youngest robber might have said, and that was good, and it wasn't bad, was it? That's all for today's episode. Thanks for listening. Now you can visit barefootbooks.com slash podcast to find special offers, join our email list, and listen to past episodes of the Barefoot Books podcast. See you next week. Bye.